Public News Service daily newscast for May the 23rd, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. The costs of college have tripled since 1980, but according to new research, it is still an important investment. More on that now from our Eric Galatis. By age 35, workers with a bachelor's degree or higher are about twice as likely as workers with just a high school diploma to have a good job, one that pays at least $35,000 a year, according to new research by Georgetown University. Dr. Angie Pachoni leads the Colorado Department of Higher Education. She says the report confirms the value of getting some form of education after high school. Higher education or post-secondary education is the antidote, if you will, to unemployment. We saw that during the pandemic that those who had a bachelor's degree or higher were least likely to lose their jobs. The cost of attending college remains the biggest barrier for most students, disproportionately impacting students of color. As post-secondary education has become essential for landing a good job, college tuition and living expenses have never been greater. Since 1980, the cost of attending a four-year institution has nearly tripled. Pachoni encourages Coloradans to learn about resources available for students at readytoriseco.org. I'm Eric Galatis. Governor Tom Wolf has announced Pennsylvania is moving forward with plans for industrial sector decarbonization with a proposal to the federal government for the state to host a hydrogen and carbon capture hub. The hub would include the creation of hydrogen from natural gas, along with a large pipeline network that would carry captured carbon emissions from factories to areas where the carbon would be injected underground for permanent storage. The White House Council on Environmental Quality estimates these hubs would cost between $170 billion and $230 billion to construct. Ohio River Valley Institute's Sean O'Leary says the cost of a project like this outweighs the benefits. Developing the hydrogen hub and using the carbon capture equipment in factories, in power plants, wouldn't actually do anything to increase their output or the value that they're delivering to the economy. It would simply increase their cost for doing so. He adds, that's a cost we would see in our taxes and electric bills. I'm Emily Scott. A shipment of 35 tons of baby formula has arrived Sunday in Indianapolis on a U.S. military cargo aircraft from Germany to address a nationwide shortage. That from CNN. They report the prescription formula will be distributed to areas around the country where there is the most acute need. A Biden official told CNN none of the first shipment would land on store shelves in the U.S., adding that Sunday's shipment is hypoallergenic and will be fed to babies intolerant of protein in cow milk. This is PNS. The end of Roe v. Wade, the 1973 Supreme Court ruling of protecting abortion services, could create multi-state regions where abortion is illegal. That could complicate access in states like Tennessee. Dr. Sarah Traxler is the chief medical officer for Planned Parenthood North Central States, which serves Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota, and the Dakotas. In a video news conference, she said the burden would fall disproportionately on women unable to go long distances, including many in the volunteer state. It's really difficult to imagine our bodily autonomy being taken away from us. And as an abortion provider and just a medical provider in general, it's devastating to consider this breach of basic health care. We're going to be here and we're going to fight to make sure that this is accessible to everybody. The Mountain Access Brigade is an abortion doula collective and abortion fund in East Tennessee. 
A spokesperson who asked not to be named for fear of reprisals says the group already works with women who have to go a long way for their health care. The spokesperson says more restrictions will mean their travels will just be further. I'm Chance Dorland reporting. And women ages 50 and over cast a big chunk of ballots with a big impact in American elections. Eric Tegadoff reports on a new poll that takes a look at what they want. Findings in the AARP survey of likely voters done in February and March underscore why they're important, as well as what motivates them. Stacy Larson with AARP Oregon says they make up more than a quarter of all registered voters and are 15% more likely to vote than the population at large. This is a voting block that turns out in big numbers. And the group of women 50 plus are reliable and consistent voters. They cast nearly a third of all ballots in both the 2020 and 2018 elections. When the survey was taken, nearly two-thirds of respondents said they wouldn't make up their minds on who they were voting for until the weeks or days before Election Day. Finally, Ross Brown lets us know land use changes, pollution, climate change, they all contribute to declining biodiversity. New Mexico Senator Mimi Stewart is one of 350 state lawmakers from around the country who signed a letter calling on the Biden administration to create a national biodiversity strategy to protect the country's dwindling variety of animals and plants. Stewart says human activities causing the die-off of pollinators such as bees shouldn't be allowed to continue. We are killing them by our use of neonicotinoids, which stay in the water and the dirt and it plants for hundreds of years. Environmental New Mexico says bees pollinate approximately 100 crops that provide 90% of most of the world's food. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for starting your week with Public News Service. Member and listener supported. Heard on radio stations big and small, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.